Welcome to the Korea Pod, brought to you by Transition Solutions. Your host for today's episode is one of our senior consultants and a member of the podcast team, Ms. Joan Blake. Welcome to Career Pod. I'm Joan Blake, a senior consultant at Transition Solutions, and I'm joined today by Keith Benoit. Hey, good morning, Joan. Hey, nice to have you here. Nice to see you again. I'm um, so delighted to be able to hear about your career today. Keith has had a very successful career in food and beverage industry and marketing, sales, and general management executive roles. And we're excited to hear about parts of your history that might be important for other people to hear and learn about. Let's start with you telling us a little bit about your early life and education and how it influenced your career direction. I come from the Berkshire County areas out in western Massachusetts and I think probably one of my proudest moments is for my family I was the first person um, of any generation to even to attend college. I didn't remember that. Yes, so uh, it was it was uh, quite uh, important for me to finish through on that and not only undergraduate but also graduate school. So um, I grew up in a very blue collar family. Uh, my mom was a nurse, my dad was a factory worker. Um, my grandparents were factory workers. The old days of seeing the factories and the sewing machines and all that, that's what they did. So for me, it was really important to, um, to, to go on and enjoy college and be able to graduate. More for, for me, but for my family too, it was really important. And my memory is you're involved with Bridgewater now, still, aren't you? Yes. Um, my undergraduate degree is at Bridgewater State University in political science and history. Um, I've been a, a student mentor there. Um, I'm currently on the ROCH uh, Business Advisory Board there um, for their business school parts and then done a lot of other uh, work with them over the years. So yeah, I've stayed very close to undergraduate at Bridgewater State U. So what experience or um, credentials are typically required just to enter into food and beverage and on the marketing and sales side? Yeah, well, and I'll share what I tell the students at Bridgewater U, for example. Um, you can go into a study of marketing or sales and, and understand what, what the business is and how it works. But what I tell the students and what I tell people, even my own children, is that be able to um, communicate well. To me, that's, that's really important. Reading and the writing skills, um, having understanding of how things come together, whether in life or whether, whatever that is, because everybody has a marketing degree. Everybody says, I can do this, I can do that. But can people communicate? Um, can people comprehend and, and look at the big picture and be able to put the pieces together? And I tell the students that can do that, read, write really well. Um, that communication will go a lot further as you're competing with everybody else in that space. Um, I like to think of myself as a person that can step back and see the big picture and then be able to figure out how to maneuver within that with mm -hmm. that picture. Mm -hmm. I think communication is part of it. I think a lot of it's personality. Mm -hmm. um, I like I like to, and I always check myself that I'm a listener. I think that's really important. If if you can't step back and hear what other people are saying, and then consider what they have, and then trying to gain alignment with them. So for me, I think listening is the pivot point in terms of uh, understanding what's going on or what might have to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think that's um, one of those one of those uh, skills again that it's hard. I, I always find myself saying, "Well, I got to hold on. I got to stop talking because I love to talk. Got to stop." <laughs> yes, talking. you do. I, I remember that. <laughs> got to stop talking and listen, and then uh, you know work for alignment. And I think that rule has helped a lot in my career. 
So you're clearly self-aware. You know you talk a lot, and right. you knew that was something you needed to address. So how did you go about addressing that? Um, a couple different things. I Over my career, we had a chance, a very fortunate, uh, when I was at Ocean Spray Cranberries, to do a lot of management training. And that's when I first uh, figured that out. You know, we first we assessed ourselves, and I absolutely have an A-type personality. There's no question about that. Uh, but understanding that and then just working with people, um, that's helped a lot. You know, getting a lot of feedback. We had a pretty good system of management feedback at, at Ocean Spray Cranberries, which also helped. And sometimes you don't want to hear that, but it really was helpful in terms of help guiding your career, understanding how you're interacting with people. And then the other thing that, that I truly believe in, and I've done that when I've had people that I manage, is to have the feedback from them about how I manage them. It's not just that one way they're, you know, I want to hear back from them. And, and, uh, and I'll be honest with you, you know, earlier in my career, I had to listen because um, I used to love to jump right in, roll up the sleeves, jump right in, and here we go. I'm gonna Do you have that. a memory of an, a really impactful feedback from a direct report? That changed your style? I do. Um, and it was my assistant. Um, she, she was really good. And she could pretty much say anything she wanted to me. And she told me one day after I was meeting with someone else in our department, and, and she happened to be within earshot of that, she said, hey, you got to, you know, time to start uh, listening a little bit more. And I, I want to say it was probably late 20s when, when that happened. Um, so for me, it really, when my assistant said it, um, and, uh, and she was a, a young professional herself, that resonated with me. So I, from that point on, I still remember the gentleman I was talking to. Isn't that great? In that time. Yeah, that's powerful. How did you obtain opportunities to shine early in your career, get visible and recognized for making contributions? Yeah. Um, well, first of us, it was a, basically a, a change in industry that started it. When I first got out of college, I, I worked for the Department of Mental Health for the state. And it was a great job. Uh, I, was, I loved the people I worked with, but it wasn't challenging to what I expected in, in the workplace coming out of college. So after a couple of years um, and some advice from some pretty good people that I knew was get into a, a more engaging industry. And I uh, looked around and CPG and sales really intrigued me in, in what it had to offer. So being able to, to, to make that leap into that field was my first change that I, that I made. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then after that, it was just you know hard work Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, dedication. I loved what I did. I, I remember my first job um, in CPG was at Ocean Spray. And after observing a week or two at work, I said to my manager, I said, you know, this, this isn't a nine-to-five job. Because when you work for the state, it mm -hmm. was, people really did stick to that nine-to-five. I mean, you, 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 would, you could work more, but people really did. And the observation was that they, they're happy and they're working on it and, and they're all into it. And that was a changing moment for me too because mm -hmm. in, new in the workforce, you, you don't know what to expect. It's true. Um, I just had this conversation with, with my daughter who uh, is in the professional world now and the work hours and how she wants to handle that with her employees. So that was a, a, a changing moment. And going from then forward, just, you know, I love what I did. Uh, I was very fortunate to do a lot of vertical moves. Mm -hmm. So very cross-functional, sales and marketing and 
project work, um, improvement work, change management. Um, the company at Ocean Spray was really good at that, and I was mm -hmm. extremely fortunate uh, mm -hmm. to have that opportunity. And then it's just you know, put your nose down and get the job done. So you had some pretty important people in your life who suggested you look at CPG or consumer product goods. Yeah. Who were these people that were advising you? Yeah, it, I, I, I laugh because it's the father-in-law. Um, uh, That's great. Yes, and, and, um, and he was a great guy. Uh, he was in the business. Um, the best story is that I told him that I was going to go to Ocean Spray. He goes, oh, man, that's a really tough company to work for. And, uh, but it turned out to be great. Uh, he, he was great in advice. Um, mm -hmm. He advised uh, and everything from my job to the first house I bought, um, you know, to, to what we did growing up with, with my children. And he had a very good business sense. He himself had not gone to college. Mm -hmm. He actually went to college after he retired and got his degree. How great is was, that? It was, really, it was one of the best moments of his life. But he worked in his dad's shine shoes. And he worked his way up calling on door to door. He started at the bottom and he ended up being the president of a company when he retired awesome. um, early on. So he was a great mentor in that. And I've had a couple other very good um, managers in my career that get really good advice. Um, Good guidance, mm -hmm. um, straight talk. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. If they don't tell you, if you don't tell you the truth, and you and you don't understand it, or if you just keep going the way you were, it's not going to work out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is terrific. Um, what was the most challenging and most rewarding in the early years of your career? Yeah, I I, I love to talk about the best job I had. Yeah. Um, it was a general manager's job of, of a group that we called it at Ocean Spray Special Markets. And what made it special um, wasn't that we did anything different, but we had a bunch of businesses that we weren't focusing on every day. Mm -hmm. We knew where our bread and butter was, and, and we were doing very well in those arenas, but we kind of left these, these other businesses just not floundering, but they're on their own. And I had a, uh, a COO who always kept saying in our staff meetings, someday I'm going to put a group together and we're going to let this get them run and grow the business. And then one day I got the knock on the door saying, um, yeah, we're going to do that and, you know, you're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so we took um, most of all of our other uh, indirect, uh, direct selling businesses from our food service division to drugstores to uh, up and down the street to our fresh fruit business um, all the businesses that weren't big grocery stores or mm -hmm. Walmarts or, or, or mm -hmm. Costco's and we put them in a group and they allowed myself and my team to take all the people who were there and come together to form what we called special, special groups yeah um, and the point there was we had our own focus on sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. We had our own trade support. Mm -hmm. uh, we had outside finance support. And we kind of didn't have to play by all the rules, but there were certain things like product innovation you had because you used resources of the company. That's a big investment that they made in, in that group, isn't it, it? It was great because we were – because we didn't have the you – know, Ocean Spray is a great, but they're a big company, and we didn't have the handcuffs of some of the, mm -hmm. you know, structures. So we were able to pull the groups together, and then after a year of moving the dominoes around, if you would, because we were getting the right people in the right place, mm -hmm. we were assigning uh, representatives and brokers for our business. Mm -hmm. And after we got all of that in place, it really came to gel. We were a team internally of about 32 of us um, with another 
15 or 20 brokers mm-hmm. um, and we sold food service in the US we sold fresh fruit around the globe um, and it was a team that all came together and we all worked together once we got that core team together we did a lot of our uh, communication our meetings we all did together so every you could have been someone selling fresh fruit in Europe mm-hmm. but you knew everything that was going on with the gentleman selling to the hospital down the street in Boston so it was a, a really nice tight group we had that team together for about five years before I moved on onto another another role mm-hmm. but it was the most rewarding um, the last two or three years I believe we grew the business around 12 percent which is well above the where we were on our, on our, our larger traditional businesses mm-hmm. we were able to cut our costs um, I'm very proud of some of the people that brought on the team. I know they're doing very well there today. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very proud of them, and we all stay in touch. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it was a, a great, I think it was four and a half years on that Isn't team. Isn't that great? You really are an entrepreneur at heart, aren't you? Yeah, I think I found that out after uh, I decided to take this risk and, and you know the opportunity that Ocean Spray gave me to move on to this mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't know what the something else was. I mean, I was there for many many years yeah and um very fortunate um i uh, i take this moment i want to thank anyone that might be from australia listening they were treating me so well um not only as i as i progressed in my career and all the different challenges that i had that they gave me that that i love to do but the fact that they recognized my contribution mm-hmm. helped that financial compensation risk when you want to go do something right helped to you know make that a little bit easier and uh, you know, make the decision. Yeah, I'm going to go and try something else. How have the um, basic tasks and responsibilities in your career changed um, as your career has changed? Yeah, I I think the one word if they don't say it, it's technology by by far. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember my I think it was my second job um, within Ocean Spray. I was moved into corporate planning, but not to really corporate plan. But to run Lotus one two three, <laughs> that's great. I I had the only for thing. our listeners. Can you tell them what that yeah, is? Because some of sure. them I'm don't not know even sure what it is anymore. Um, it was the precursor to Excel. To right? Excel, correct. It no was the, formulas built in. No, right, you, you did everything yourself. Yeah. So it was the, it was the first uh, design uh, programs that allowed you to put data in and collect it and organizing it. It it was nowhere near where Excel is today. Yeah. But it was the first one that users could do. And prior to that, they used some of that language only in IT support behind mm-hmm. the scenes so you could get a computer screen. And um, it's funny because I was in grad school and uh, I was at Bentley Grad School and they actually were teaching what this new thing called Lotus was. And when Ocean Spray found out, they said, well, we're going to have you do corporate planning, but you're not going to plan. You're going to use that computer and you're going to put everything we tell you into the computer. So technology to me has been the big game changer. Um, I can remember when we used to do our, our sales on the street, we'd be out calling, you have to take a phone and you have to hook the, you have to hook this device the size of a briefcase to, to a phone and report what you had. Computers did nothing more than spit a report out. Yep. They weren't interactive. Yep. Um, you could not research any data. CRMs didn't even exist. I mean, right. people track things on paper and pen. Yeah, yeah. So the use of technology has done, in my opinion, has done two things. One has made um, communication within the work that you do extremely more efficient. There, mm-hmm. There's no question about that. Um, but it also, um, I've learned, I believe, it's turned a lot of managers into 24/7 managers. You're never offline anymore. 
It's um, true. You know, I, 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 like I believe a lot of your listeners, um, have their phone right next door right now. And if they're listening to this, they may also be looking at their phone to check their emails. So that, that has put a lot of, uh, a little bit of stress, I would say, on the work-life balance mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms mm-hmm. of, of how it impacts it. But the technology itself has allowed for it to be so much more efficient. Um, especially I, I, in the field, in the sales, where you're not always in the home office, right? You're, uh, you're not, you're, uh, you know, you're commuting, and you're um, out so many different locations. You can be anywhere now and sell, right? It doesn't matter where you are; you can be anywhere. Yeah, it's true. So, Keith, you've recently wrapped up yet another chapter in your career. You want to share with us a little bit about that? How sure. you came to be there? Sure. So, when I made the decision that. Um, I would be leaving Ocean Spray, I didn't know what to do. I mean, I knew I wanted to do something. I, I have this um, infectious attraction to the CPG world. Okay. I, I just I love the challenges. It's never the same every day. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, you go day to day. And I don't care what business you're in, food mm-hmm. or beverage. Mm-hmm. Um, things are changing. The customer base is changing every day. Please um, look at the Amazon <laughs> all foods oh, and everybody wow. yeah. else. Yeah. So there's so many challenges out there, and that's what I, I really like to roll up my sleeves and get in and help do something. But I didn't know exactly where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Where I landed after taking a little bit of time to listen to myself mm-hmm. was what can I do with all experience that I've had and all of these challenges? How can I use that to help build something? Mm-hmm. So I, I went and lo- started looking at two paths. One was, could I start my own business doing something that would make sense in what I have to do? Or, you know, in the world of entrepreneurs, there's a lot of new startups. Um, Is there something in in that area? And as we had discussions about this, as I was going down that path, the whole venture capital thing kept rising to the top. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I I, uh, reached out to some networking and uh, started to explore the world of you know, what are venture capitalists doing? How do you get in? How do you do it? Um, there was a gentleman uh, in Boston who gave me some really good advice in the area, uh, kind of steered me in how to look for some things. So I started to dig in on my own, and I found a startup juice company out of New Haven, Connecticut, mm-hmm. and was able to uh, meet up with the co-founder there. We spent a week together in, in Los Angeles, and um, he offered me the opportunity to help him build you know, build his business um, there. So that was a little, little over three years ago, mm-hmm. or just about three years ago. And um, we came together, we restructured everything within the company. Um, we took the sales fivefold um, Good for you. at the time. Um, and now now they're at a different stage. And being part of any startup, and, on, and, and any startup, uh, it, things can change in a minute. So they've, they've chosen to go in a little bit different direction. So I'm gonna start and look from my next, you know, my next direction and take what I've learned. It's, it was, it's been a, it was a great company, great three years. They um, really helped to for, for me to step back and do more reflection on how can I help build something mm-hmm. because it wasn't just sales and it wasn't just marketing. I mean, we put in customer service group, we put in um, merchandising group, we put in demo groups. There's a lot of things that we could do. But what I learned from it most of all is I loved it. Mm-hmm. There's no question that um, you know what I would like to do, um, and I intend to do, is to to help find the next opportunity to help build something up 
mm-hmm. um, and take pride in that. Because I, I, I really did enjoy the, the, the flexibility, being able to move quickly. Um, you know, coming from a big multinational, it's it's like steering the aircraft carrier a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right, right. Um, and this is like the PT boat. Um, right. So I, I really loved uh, uh, doing that, and uh, that's, you know, as I look forward um, in the areas that I'm going to hopefully help out will be about the same. How did you come to spend a week with the co-founder on the West Coast, and who, who footed that bill? How much risk did you take? It took a lot. I, I footed that bill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Actually, it, I, I just dove, dove in and did it myself. Mm-hmm. So I started to do a lot of research, uh, try to find some companies, and I cold called them. Matter of fact, the first time I called him, he thought I was a banker guy, and he didn't want to tell me anything. Um, and I said, no, and it took the second call, and then by the third call, he figured out who I really was. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a young man. He, he was in his mid-30s, um, really, you know, go-go kind of guy. And uh, it just took a little while to sink in, but uh, but yeah, but you know, I that's the one thing I found. You got to take some some risks. Um, it wasn't a bad investment, but you got to you got to go out. And you got to ask if you're going to sit back. It's it's not going to happen. Um, if you really decide what what you want to do, what I find is you just got to go figure out a way to get it done and 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 poke around. And I poked around enough and persevered. Yes, I did. It was a. Um, I think we were talking before the LA visit for maybe three or four weeks. Okay. Um, and 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 while we're talking, he doesn't know who who I'm as well. I I kind of know who he is because I could look him up. He couldn't look me up as much. Um, but yeah, it it turned out to be a uh, a good partnership early on. Excellent. And as you look back at your career, is there anything you would have done differently? Anything you would change? You know, the, it, that's a great question and. It's whether, and at this point in my career, I guess it doesn't matter, but back then, I was with a great company for a long time, um, and I look at a lot of other colleagues that are out there, and, you know, three, four, five years, they're moving on, and they're building their resume, right? And as I went back and looked at the workplace, there is a difference between having let's say three or four jobs, not 10 or 12, but mm-hmm. three or four jobs of four or five years experience in, in getting it, competing with someone like that versus someone like myself who was in at one company, granted, growing, learning, mm-hmm. moving mm-hmm. up to the sea mm-hmm. level, mm-hmm. Um, but th- not having that, that spectrum of different jobs, if you would, mm-hmm. um, would be one of the things looking back saying, should I have done it differently? At, at the same time, you know, I... I I worked for a great company. I grew my family with the company. Mm-hmm. They are a family company. They're they're private. They weren't you know they weren't multinational uh, on the stock exchange. Mm-hmm. And and there's a lot to be said for that. Mm-hmm. So you make those career choices. Right. And I had choices to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually this may be the first time publicly, but I actually gave my notice about halfway through my career there to leave. And um, my manager and the president at the time had a really serious talk with me and I decided to stay. So, uh, How did they convince you to stay? And why were you ready to leave? I was looking for just what was that next step in my career mm-hmm. in terms of uh, the next level. Mm-hmm. And we were, uh, the current position I was, it was kind of, we weren't moving anywhere. Mm-hmm. And the talk was as simple as, look, you keep doing what you're doing, no promises, but you'll, you'll be able to move within the company 
and they and sure enough they did mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you have to you know you take that risk there mm-hmm. you know t- to take that jump and make that change but they uh you know it's hard work it was still hard work mm-hmm. uh, but they had that opportunity in the future and it materialized mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. led to the other tenure it was there for the half the time so right right it worked out well what's one lesson you've learned uh from your career that you would share with others a lesson on let's do a positive and a negative lesson how's mm-hmm. that from from the positive side is that it, if you love what you're doing you work hard and you contribute you will be I feel you will be rewarded, mm-hmm. whether that's going to be personally in the work gratification that you get, mm-hmm. whether that's in the compensation that you get. You'll have to decide that. And that's what kept me, for example, at the companies there for, for a long, long time. The other thing that I learned uh, I, and is I call it change. Probably the most important thing over, whether it was one company or even with the uh, startup company I was with for the last three years, you have to be able to adopt to change. Um, things things are moving way too fast, and I'm not just talking about technology, but trends in the business are moving. You you get a lot of people doing a lot of different jobs in the CPG world, at least in food and beverage. You're going to meet people and work with people, especially on the sales side, that will move to different companies, mm-hmm. um, doing similar jobs, but they move around. And you know you you've got to change and adapt to what's going on in that environment. So whether it's your skill set. You know, going and learning, like I said, learning to listen mm-hmm. or learning to work with management, managing with people, mm-hmm. um, those kind of things. Help your own career development, but you've got to change. If, you, if you're the same person when you were two years into a job and mm-hmm. ten years later, I think it's going to be difficult to continue in the workplace mm-hmm. uh, because things are just changing again. Not technology, but just overall change. Right, right. Excellent. Keith, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, I enjoyed it. Wonderful to see you again and so happy for you and all your successes. And thanks for sharing your wisdom with us. Yes, thank you very much for having me. Take good care. Bye-bye.